Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like, subscribe, and share with a friend. When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down, and I never stayed down. And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. I'm alive. He's a freaking madman. Look at him going to town. That'll be a suspension. That'll be a fine. How you been, Denny? Great. How are you? Good. Good. How about those fucking kings? But we'll get into that. Now, I was in Arizona for opening night. We can talk about that. Okay, we will. Uh, it certainly like, uh, will. Um, so weird. It's so weird watching those games. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, like being college, in a junior like a col- Yeah, yeah, exactly. You had to see that building, right? Yeah. Opening when they announced it, I'm like, I'll be there opening night. Did you? Um, what I want to fucking know, yeah. What I want to know is, did you wear the mullet? No, Dave did. They put one on Dave every did seat. Not. Did you see that, Tim? I, yeah, oh, they did. They, they did. did. Good job. They yeah, put one knows. on every seat, a mullet, so you could wear it at the game. <laughs> Fucking funny stuff. And this is right? the this is the rink at, on the campus, like it's the school's rink, right? Yeah, it's right in the middle of ASU. Yeah, yeah. It's, so was it's, there a lot? Was there a bunch of students at the game? Was it like you? Well, what ha- what they what they do is behind uh, one of the nets. It's a student section, so it's not seats; it's benches, and anywhere from like twenty-five to fifty bucks, students can get in and sit behind the one of the nets. Well, that's cool. That's good stuff. Yeah, Yeah, that was funny. Listen, Denny, baby, we're going to talk a little NHL. We always start with uh, Les Habitants and Les Habitants. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, 3-2 win in Buffalo, which was huge. It looked like like they were going to blow that one. 2-2, they tied it up late, Buffalo, and then Josh Anderson bailed out his buddy, Jonathan Drewin, um, with that goal because Drewin on the tying goal – Kind of loose coverage yeah. in his own end. And, yep. again, not a strong point. And it, it's just yeah, no. they bounce back. Last year, that would have killed them. The game would have been over. Uh, and just a great performance by the goaltender on the ball. Oh, yeah, Sam was great. And the goaltending has been solid for the uh, for the Hab so far. If you look at their expected goals, it's way above. So that's one good facet. But, nuts, that, that game on Saturday. Where did that, that well, I was going to get there. I had, Holy I had the tee up. <laughs> I had to talk had to about the, the lowly Sabres. Uh, no, listen, for me, they win that hockey game. What I like about this and what I like about this coach is the fact that here you win a game. A lot of coaches will stay with the same lineup. You win. Right. They're superstitious. I'm not going to change anything. Yeah. He didn't change one guy. He changed three guys. Dadnoff out, Drew Ann out, Pitlick mm-hmm. out, and they bring in the boys. And yeah. just a. Listen, they went down three to one last year. They would have yeah. folded the gone. tent and gone. Six one. Yeah, six yeah. one. It would have been six one last year. So what but what, I give Yeah. what do you think well, of that? I, and we'll talk about the goal scoring. I still give credit to that blue line. I mean you got Gooley, Kovacetic, and um the other kid Harris on Harris. there. And they're just yeah, they're they're getting big time minutes and they're producing. But the goal look, Cole Caulfield. All right, so we know how many he's going to get every year. The, the magic between him and Suzuki is present. And Christian Dvorak, if he's going to play games like that where he was a monster, they're, they're going to exceed expectations. What are they, five and four after nine games? Nobody had him there. People were said, okay, three and six, two, six and one or something like that. But 
to show the resilience. And I think that's the key word, Knox. They're resilient. And you wouldn't think that a team that is rebuilding and this young with a lot of youth and a lot is going to be resilient when they hit hard times, especially early in the season when they haven't really bonded as a team. Yeah, and St. Louis was on a three-game lose streak, right? We talked about that Nux yeah. before. We thought yeah. Montreal had no chance. And I think, you know, Dennis, I mean, the power play was huge that game, right? They had two oh, big goals, yeah. and that's something that uh, I think, you know, is kind of timely needed. And they're going to have to rely on that, in my opinion. Oh, oh yeah. Well, the, the five on five, they're not, they're not going to be a strong puck position. They're going to score off the rush. Question. Yeah, it's yeah a, it's right, a rush exactly. Team. It's a rush team in the power play. It's going to have to get production from that. Will that continue? I don't know. But you know what? Like I said earlier on the show, you can embrace games like this. This is great. Like So when it's in February and it's not going so great, remember these games. Because Buffalo was a hot team, and St. Louis was supposed, supposed to have a really good defensive team. And they hung on in Buffalo, and they dominated offensively against a team that's supposedly one of the better defensive teams in the league. Yeah, you definitely can't break up that duo of Caulfield and Suzuki. I like no. Doc there. It's nice. But you brought up Dvorak having a monster game like he did. But playing with guys like Gallagher and Anderson, guys who mm. can certainly dig the puck out of the corner, but but not just that. Like Josh can skate, Galley strong in and around the net. The three of them complement each other so well. I don't mm. – you know, you always try and put a big guy on the line to insulate some of the smaller players, but now they have a little more size and they've they spread it around. You got Doc, like I said, Doc on the top line. You got Anderson with Dvorak and Galley. Then Amia, uh, he's with Monahan, <laughs> Monahan and, and Yoel. Like you know, you could yeah. stick a you had, you, you had a good you season. You could hammer a nail ago. in his ass and he wouldn't move him. You know that? Like he, I, I like, and I like this kid. But he, he, he always keeps you yeah. wanting for more. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one of those guys that set expectations really high after one really solid season. He's not been able to replicate it. Uh, and here's the thing about uh, Dvorak playing with uh, Anderson and Gallagher. Those two wingers, they're the type of players that drag the third player into the fight. Like, those are heart and soul guys. Those are attitude guys. So to play with Dvorak, who you don't really, you know – he wasn't even that happy when he scored a hat trick, maybe because it was yeah, he wasn't. It was like, all right. But those two like guys will sucks. drag you into the fight. Yeah, exactly. They'll drag Dvorak into the fight, which is which is good to see because I think that guy needs uh, some energy players, not only productive players because they think they still are, but the energy that those two wingers bring to that line is, is, is something great to see so far. Yeah, you know what's nice too is seeing the, uh, the young kid um, score that one time a boy, you know. Oh, yeah. It looked a little Ovechkin s from the opposite side. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but really, that's how he's going to score, right? Yeah, like he's man. he's opposite of Dvorak. He likes to score. He gets fucking <laughs> yeah. fired up, you know. So. Yeah, you get a little Selly going. Hey, his Selly's yeah. going. It's, it's pretty good. So his Selly works pretty good so far. But yeah, that's how he's going to have to score. At least in the first, yeah. and and it doesn't matter how he scores in the first ten or twenty games, right? I mean, the fact that he gets a little bit of satisfaction, a little bit of encouragement by putting the puck in the back of the net. And that's how you got to do. You got to find him and open. He's got time and space to let that shot go. And it could beat most goaltenders, um, especially on a power play. You know, really good point on the defense when you talk about Gouley, Harris, Kovacevic. But yeah. you look at Jack I Now, this kid, it's funny. Yesterday I'm at a, um, a uh, autograph signing at a big mm -hmm. expo here in Montreal. 
And I'm sitting there, I'm just signing stuff and going away. All of a sudden, somebody comes back up behind me and starts choking me, right? And I'm like, <laughs> and I go, George. And this is funny. It was George Lorac. Lorac. So, yeah, yeah, George Lorac. So he, he, I turn around, he goes, how did you know it was me? I said, well, one, the fucking dreadlocks were hanging in my fucking face. And I could see a brown hand. I mean, come yeah. on, would you? Uh, anyway, we had a good talk, but he said, have you talked to Jack? I, yeah, he went, I said, yeah, I spoke with him. He said, you got to tell him to be careful because I'm going to tell you, you can't lead with your face like he did with Cassie in the other <laughs> night. And he had a good point because he did rush right. in and he yeah, said, right. he better, he better not do that. Make sure you talk to him and tell him, don't do that because Reeves is going to be looking for him. Yeah. Right. That, right. Yeah. So right, Cassie, it was just yeah, so funny. Other guys George, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah, but against a, guy, a veteran guy like Cassie or you know, Angel Reeves, those guys will take advantage of that for sure. So, why does, that, does George Larocque know anything about fighting? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And a rather large fellow, I got to tell yeah. you. But oh, Dennis, yeah. Yeah. you know, when we talk about the coach making those moves, um, and that's something you don't often see, especially three guys, maybe one guy, but three yeah. guys, and after win. I just, I, I really like what St. Louis did there. I mean, you know. And, it's a meritocracy, you know what he said? right? You, you know what he said? Right. I'm sorry. He, he yeah. said, listen, I can't have guys just sit, 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 and sit. You know, they, they got to play at some point, which was nice, right. refreshing yeah. to hear. Well, yeah, well, it's a meritocracy. And you got to get some of these guys in the roster in the game. Like, and and they're in a position where – Okay, yeah, it's a nice start. The expectations are that they're going to make the playoffs. So you got to get these guys in NHL time. It's it's not, it doesn't do them as um, you doing them disservice with respect to the development. You got you can't expect. And there's an injury 15 games from now, and these guys haven't played a game. Come on, you got to get them some ice time. You got to pick your spots with them. I have no problem with it. Nobody should. At the way that San Luis has been coaching, how, why would anybody have a question with his tactics so far? You know, it's funny, Dennis. I the beginning of the year, obviously, no one picks the Canadians to make the playoffs. I didn't. No. I, I thought no. they might be in that lower third and battling and winning some hockey games. And I remember Suzuki specifically saying this that a lot of people don't have confidence and faith in this team. Yeah. He says, I think we're gonna surprise a lot of people. Do you think, do you think there's an outside shot that they could sneak into the playoffs? No. No, no, unless are they going to get no? no. Are what they if they were? Okay. What if they're in there around American Thanksgiving though? Yeah. Oh, American Thanksgiving—that's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Cancel the yeah. rest of the regular right? season. You don't have to play twenty games. Let's play twenty games. And yeah, we're, we're halfway done. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Play twenty games and we'll be done. Uh, unless they're going to get this goaltending from Allen Montembeault all season, and they get no injuries, and that's the other thing. Like right now, this team, could they be an 81-point team, a 500 team? Maybe. They're a 500 team right now. They're one game to over 500. But they're going to get banged up, and they just don't have the depth, the quality of depth, um, even though he made those lineup changes, to think, okay, they're going to be a 95. Maybe it's not 100 point. And that's the one thing I think about the East guys, is that last year by February, we knew who was in the playoffs. There were 800-point teams. That was it. I don't see that. I mean, you could we could talk about that team that plays a little farther um, west of uh, Montreal, who's really going through some bad times right now. 
the, the East isn't as strong. Uh, he's 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 chomping. Oh. The East isn't as strong, so it may take ninety five points or ninety four points, what it usually would take to make the postseason. I don't see this team as a ninety four point because if they're a five hundred team, they get to ninety four, they'd have to win six or seven more games. I just don't see it happening. And again, if you embrace all the steps this team will make and get back towards contention, I, I just don't think there's enough quality, enough depth to think they're going to be in the postseason. But if you're at the trade deadline and you're talking about buying. That's a, That's already a successful season for this team because Suzuki's right. Nobody gave them a shot. Everybody yeah. said they're going to go for Bedard. Like, this is a rebuild, but the players that they brought in are producing. But, again, it's a small sample size. I think over 82 games, this is not a playoff team and not close. All right. We'll stay in the Atlantic anyway uh, in the Eastern Conference. But um, yeah. let's get right to Toronto because it's nice. I look yeah. at the standings today. And the Habs are in the Atlantic, they're sixth, and Toronto is seventh. <laughs> and I just love that. But, you know, watching that game, you know, it, they lose in L.A., and then yep, they I'm go sad. to Anaheim, and, oh, they're going to beat the last place, Anaheim Ducks. They get the lead. I see the – and, again, not to put it all on Mitch Mana, but I want to put it on the the elite players because the coach yeah. did early in the season. And here's sure. Mana giving the puck away in his own end of the rink. Right. Boom, they score. And then he gives it away high at his own blue, uh, the offensive mm-hmm. blue line. Off they go. See you later. Game over. Uh, they tie it up and then win it in OT. But it, it seems to me that these elite players kind of, I don't know, I, I think there's a little shit spreading around that room. And uh, Sheldon Keith is not long for this team, I don't think. What do you think? Well, first of all, they got a huge break on that goaltender interference. They should have lost oh. that game in regulation. There's no yeah. way that's goaltender interference. I, Ridiculous. I was like, okay, yeah, so that was terrible. Hee-haw, as you would say. So they got Hee-haw. a point out of that. I, I saw them in, I saw them in, on Saturday in Los Angeles. Maybe it's a 4 o'clock game. This team had no passion. They had no, none. Zero. Yeah. They, they're, they're, not playing, they're not playing hard on pucks. Austin really hasn't been himself. Marner hasn't done much. Um, Jake Muzzin's actually here in LA looking at uh, talking to a neck specialist because that's a really concerning injury um, for his career. Um, yeah. This team has no passion. They're trending in the direction of getting this coach fired, and it's just not the results that you want. And the other night, he called a timeout with ten minutes left in the third period because the team wasn't responding, like and it wasn't playing well defensively. Well, all the flaws in this team have come through. Right, Matt Murray got hurt, um, and it looks like a top-heavy team right now that. Doesn't uh, I, I love Nylander. I think he's playing the hardest of all, and he's been really, really good. And so is Tavares. You know, Tavares is supposedly old and slow, but he, he cares. Some of those guys don't look like they care right now, which is really dangerous. And when they don't care, that's what happens to the coach. The coach is, is working somewhere else. I actually made a live bet yesterday. It was three to one, and the over Smart was man. five and a half. This was like with twelve minutes left, and I and I did it specifically for that reason of like they just don't look. You just knew Anaheim was going to come back. That's what it felt yeah. like. You're right. Like the passion, and then something wasn't there, it's and it, there. that is concerning. Yeah. And Anaheim's and it, a bad team. They're not. <laughs> they were one seven and one. They were. They were. They only one game they had won was when they were down four two at home opening night to Seattle and rallied and got three goals like in late in the game. But that's not a good team. And they just – and it's not just that game. They look like they're going through the most – San Jose stinks. They lost to that team in over. They, they just don't look like they care right now, which is which is really, really troubling for me. 
Oh, I, I'm sure no one. Listen, uh, no, I, no one had the Bruins doing what they're doing right now. Eight no, one no. and oh, ridiculous. Uh, listen, twenty one goals against stingy team, but they're putting the puck in the net. Thirty nine goals. Um, I again, here's a coach going in there getting a second chance, yeah, and mm-hmm. I like what he did in Dallas, and I like yeah, what he's doing right now coach. in Boston. Well. Pasta's on a contract drive, right? He's going for his $11 million a year. He's out of this world. And their two centers have played great. The two guys that came back, and look, that's a concern. One's 37, one's 36. Are they going to make it through the entire season? Um, not only. And Marshawn, oh, like, wait, oh, no, November? No, we were joking. I'm not yeah. like, he, he, did, he did a swerve on everybody. Yeah, yeah, November, sure. Oh, no, no, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Score two goals the first game. Okay. This is a dangerous team right now. I I, I, I I concern myself with the health of Krejci and Bergeron over a long season. That's the only concern I have. Olmark's been great. He's stolen the the, the cage from Swayman. Um, it's a team that's clicking on all of a sudden. They had skill and talent. Their top six, if they can stay healthy, is is different now. It, it, David Krejci makes so much difference to this team, Nucks. It's a yeah. different team, right? And they'll have one more push, but this I think the window closes it because after this season, Bergeron's probably going to retire. Krejci's probably going to go back to the Czech Republic again. So, um, But the Bruins fans should be overjoyed because people said that was like one of the teams that was going to fall out of the playoffs if these teams like Ottawa and Buffalo emerge in Detroit. But the Bruins said not so fast. We got a, a few bullets left in the chambers, and they've been fantastic so far. They, you're right, stingy on defense, but getting a lot of goals. And, again, Pasta, he deserves that money. Like he, he, He's his goal scorer, he's a facilitator, and he's an entertainer. I love his personality. So um, the Bruins would be crazy not to keep him in Boston. What about the Devils? Are they the real deal? Yeah. See those those dunk, those donkeys in New York that were chaining fire, <laughs> Lindy, after two games. Oh yeah, really? Two games. Yeah. You want to fire the coach? Is that it? Okay. Uh, they're a real. They're the opposite. Of it. They're a really good puck possession team. They are really good. They're really good at that. If Jack used again, I keep going back to the sense. If Jack can stay healthy with him. And uh, Nico Heischer up front. And I love Dorsa Mercer as a 3C. They're getting go- some goaltending, and their defense is standing up right now. So there's a lot of star talent on that team. They haven't put it together, but they asked to fire the coach after two games when they got bad goaltending from Mackenzie Blackwood. Sorry, that wasn't the time to do it. So, again, this is a team that people thought would make some noise this season, and it was time they made noise because they're not – even though Jack's still a baby, he's not a kid anymore in the, in the NHL. He's played enough games in enough seasons. Nico he has a long-term deal. Brad came back and is doing really good things. He's on a mission as well. So, yeah, Tim, I, I think that this team was going to be better. Do I think they're going to win the division, the Metro? I don't. But th- they'll be a much better team than they were last season if they get to saves out of the uh, out of the cage from their goaltenders. All right. Uh, let's uh, head west, young man. And I guess um, mm-hmm. surprise for me is Las Vegas, 8-2-0. This yeah. uh, um, their goaltender Logan. What's his yeah. name? Thompson. Thompson. Constant, right? Uh, like, come on, look at the numbers. And it's early, four yeah. two and zero, but he's got a nine four three save percentage, two shutouts. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect this from a, a Vegas team, you know. Well, their defense has always been. The, the question's never been the defense because the defense was really solid. Right, yeah. You got Petro, you got Theodore, Alec Martinez, Nick Hague, who I love, was a youngster, a big kid. So the defense is always been there. They need occasional saves. Right now, Logan Thompson's probably rookie of the year with this performance. But when you watch that goal that Jack Eichel scored to win the game last oh. night in overtime, oh. they're back and they're he dangerous. He's taking it to the hoop. He, taking it yeah, to the hoop. Yeah, 
That's old Jack. Right, when he got when he got on, when he got on the ice, you just knew. I mean, yeah. Winnipeg was He's gassed, and then when he got the puck, it was it was over. But it yeah. was awesome. So yeah, I agree. They're, they're 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 doing what they need to do to win. Bruce Cassidy came in. He's a really good coach. I know the guys ran out of you know love for him in Boston, but they had a 107 point team with Bruce back there. So yeah. um, the, the power play will be better. And again, this is a health issue. Is is Petter, is Petter Anzer going to stay healthy? Is Jack going to stay healthy? Um, and is Mark Stone going to stay healthy? If those guys, if their star players can stay healthy, they'll they'll the way they're playing now, they'll probably contend for the division. People have them probably maybe a three or a walk up behind the two Edmonton, uh, two Alberta teams. But if they're going to get goaltending like this, which they really haven't gotten since the first season with Flower, um, they'll be a dangerous team. Um, oh, West also, I guess a surprise um, for me is the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Tays, um, someone lit a fire under his ass, back to playing hockey, yeah. five goals, two assists, seven points in the early goal, but they, they, they've spread it around. You know, this kid Lafferty, three goals, four assists. Yeah. Jason Dixon, six points, three goals, three assists. Tyler Johnson, you know, uh, they, they're getting it from everywhere. Look, They look like a pretty good hockey team. Yeah, they get, what, 31 goals in nine games? That's what, over three a game? That's yeah. – uh, there's four more ones than I thought they got. I thought they were tanking. But, you know, when you have players like Kane and Taves on the team and they are playing, they have some uh, – certainly a very high level of pride. They don't want to go in there and lose games, and they've gotten yeah they've gotten opportunities to scoring from guys that you've never heard of, so it's a nice little start. Um, they've been good at home, three one and one at home. Uh, it's a total shock to me when I looked at that line. I'm going okay, you know, when's Patrick King going to want to leave after losing every game? But they haven't lost games yet, so maybe six round longer. But again, this team isn't going to contend. It's a nice start. The Blackhawk fans should relish every win that they get because I, I think they'll be few and far between. But look, they're, they're, again. This is a situation not unlike what Suzuki said. I'm sure Luke Richardson told his team, look, nobody gives us a chance to win any night. So it's us against them. So let's go out and prove a lot of people wrong. And so far they've proved a lot of people wrong, even in this early start to have that record. I don't think anybody expected it. You're right. It is a surprise. What about Alex Stalock? He's been pretty pretty solid, yeah. would you say? Yeah. yeah, what's his 20th team then? No, I, <laughs> yeah. so. I mean, no, he's a Duluth very... Bulldog. He's a Bulldog. I got to support him. You got to support him. Look, you need some veteran presence on a team that's trying to rebuild, and he's one of these guys that's going to come in. He's not going to knock. He's not going to set the world on fire. But if you give him enough support, enough goal scoring, like Nux mentioned, that's really unexpected. You ask him to make the average save, he'll keep you in the game. That's Alex Taylor. And Alex had a tough go with COVID and the inflammation around the heart. The fact that he's even like playing right now is is a great story, and he's helping his team win right now. How about your favorite coach? Um... Battle of Alberta, Calgary, Edmonton. Edmonton <laughs> takes it 3-2. Uh, when asked um, where Mr. Jonathan Huberdeau went, <laughs> he said, I don't know, he went to take a shit. I mean, yeah. come on. that Was yeah. that not funny? You oh, love yeah. that guy. You love yeah, him, don't you? I, I, you know, I, I love him. Actually, it's, yeah, I love him when the microphones go down. Because when you turn off the microphone, he's a really good guy. And he's a family man, as we know, in his relationship with Chris. Is so. Yeah. Uh, and we turn when you turn on that microphone, he's just a prick. It's it. It's as simple as that. So I, I think some. I, I think the joke is worn out. Like you know, I I was the guy who, in 2014 asked him if they lost Game Six at home, what do you say to your team? And he said, "Fly at 11." Like so, that was from me. So I, I've been around him for five years. It's just that um, 
it, it looks funny to everybody, except it's kind of disrespectful to the media. And that's the one thing. And if you're an American media like me, I don't know anything yeah. according to Daryl because I'm from America. I'm yeah. from Canada. So, um, so yeah, you know, just snippets and stuff. And look, and the team has responded. So as much as I don't like his tactics, his team has responded. They're a really talented team. But you see what happens when Conor McDavid takes over a game again on, on Saturday night and he found a way to get there. And Zach, I'm, they, they, look, that's going to be another great playoff series. I think those, those, those two are destined to meet in the division final. But uh, those games – and the fact is I think they only play one more time, which is kind of a crime with respect to the schedule that's going on. But, uh, look, Connor, when he wants to get going, he's not stop- – he's, he's really – he's really unstoppable. He's not, about- it's not fair. It's not fair. With Kyle no, it's not David. Like he, the it's, game he did in Chicago was it was unbelievable. It was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got two hat tricks right early yeah. season here already, and um, that kid the speed. He's bouncing now. the puck on a stick for like ten feet. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, who does <laughs> yeah. that stuff? And um, how about um, you talk about bouncing the puck? Did you see Caulfield the other night in the warm up? He just stands there and goes like this. So, yeah. Okay. It, it's unbelievable. I'm lucky if I could tap the puck once. Never mind right. skate around these with kids, it, like carry it like that. It's crazy. These kids. That's why scoring keeps going up because the skills are just higher and higher. And it's it's the, the things they do with the puck is just amazing. We have one here in Southern California, Trevor Zegra, same thing. He won the game last night against the Leafs. Kids have yeah. kids have mad skills that they practice on, and maybe from video games, and then they get on the ice and they start doing this stuff. And they, they have no fear. That's the other thing. They have yeah. no fear about making mistakes. So they're, it's just, yeah, it's, they're allowed to do it. You know, back right, in the day, Nux, you couldn't oh. do that. Nux would threaten you if you tried to do that. Oh, I get yeah, fucking sure. hung for passing the puck <laughs> in the middle in your <laughs> yeah. own end of the rink, right? You're for fucking sure. done. Right. See you later. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's sending you to the American Hockey League. So, yeah. Dennis, uh, yeah. what do you got for this week in the NHL? What do you think? Uh, what are you looking at, my friend? Uh, well, I- I'm looking at, you know, the game. The teams are going back to Europe. So, and, and maybe Colorado should do what Nashville did and get healthy in Europe because you watch Colorado play right now. I don't get it. They're champs. They're playing under the gun. They're not playing very well, guys. They're 4-4-1. Four, four, and so, to me, that's one of the teams that, you know, uh, you got to look out. Not look out for, but they, they have to start playing better. And, and they came to New York, uh, the New York metro area, didn't really play well. Um, Dallas, you know, is still on top of the West in, in, in the Central, so I, I really like that. But, again, I, I keep going back to the Leafs guys. I mean, look at what the schedule is coming up for them, right? I mean, they got – I think they got uh, – what do they got at home? Uh, the Maple Laps? Come, yeah. Uh, they, uh, I don't know. I got to see. They got Philly at home on Wednesday, and then they, I think they got Boston. And Philly's not an easy out. And Boston, so if they go, if they lose their next two and they're four, six, and two, after you don't want to press the panic button. But again, these are really important games, not for the team, but for the coach. Because after that road trip, I never worry about like like you play a bad game, you play a bad game, you're good. It's the response. And that was the problem with this road trip is that they went up to San Jose against a bad team lost in overtime. So you think the response, and granted, it was the next, it was this afternoon. You thought the response would be here. Then they didn't play great against the Kings. They lost 4-2, but they were, they were okay. But you think, okay, we, we got to get out of, you know, get out of here, get out of California with a win. The Ducks are awful. You're playing a 5 o'clock game, and they weren't losing that game. So this team hasn't responded to any of the losses. Now, if they go home and lose against to Philly at home, that then 
I, you know, I know everybody's saying Paige and Barry trots. Maybe that's structure, but I think if they sign that player long term, that coach long term, my question is: Do you think that Austin Matthews would really like playing in the no. trot system? No. And yeah, I don't think I, that he may not like that, playing there anyway long term. But that's yeah. one of the that's one of the issues. Yeah, so. that's a tough one, especially the way that team is built, right? To get them to yeah. play that style, it's just not going to happen. I don't believe so. I don't. I don't think Trotz is the answer there. Is Sheldon Keith? His, uh, I, I believe, you know, yeah. This they're going mm-hmm. playing two games here: Philly, Boston. They don't get it done there. I, th- I think we're going to see him move. But thing is, that they make a move and bring somebody in that they're not going to really have for the future? You know what I mean? Like Trotz would be that type of guy, a tenured coach, a guy yeah. who's won. But they don't have that type of team that can play that system. And it would be like shooting yourself in the foot. I think it well, might work for a little bit at the beginning. Well, but you want to shock the players, though, right? I mean, if you yeah. can't fire the players, so you you bring in his coach. That, that's right. I mean, he's going to play a structured system, and they don't have the players to do that. Right? And the men, it's not even the players to do it, the mindset. Like, this team yeah. doesn't really care about playing defense. Like, they, they want to go the other way, and it, it winds up burning them. Like, like last, yes, like to me, the, the, if I was Dubas, I would be making calls because 3 1 against the Ducks in the third period. You have to win. I mean, you got to win that. You got to lock it down. It's a, yeah, it's just, just, it's just something going on there that I, I think I don't think the players like playing Keith's system. I think this Keith's system. What's they done? They, they fashioned a, a great regular season last season, but they weren't crap in the playoffs. And I, I don't know. I just there's just too many things that don't look right in, when I watch that team play. And I watched them live. I just didn't see the passion in it. So maybe it's this week. But you got to start winning games. It's as simple as that. Like that cures everything. Like if they went on a four game winning streak, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be talking about Sheldon Keith anymore. And uh, but right. it's it's how they're losing games, right? And it's the try that that concerns me. And that's usually when they start tuning the coach out. So we'll see. Yeah, you know, I think with him, and I do, I just think that the times he's challenged the players in the media, that just doesn't work. Been, yeah. They they say it doesn't fucking bother them. Like Mana going on, oh yeah, not a big deal. It bothers them. You know, the egos of them guys, and they get out there on the ice, then, and like you said, they don't have that. They don't play with that edge. They don't have that I really give a shit attitude, and it's yeah. it's hurting. The thing, I think Dubas is going to have a tough time because it's his buddy, right? He hired him. He brought him yeah. through. He had him in junior. They were together, and um, I think. Well, the one thing, though, if they don't do it this season, he's gone. Yeah. So he yeah, might yeah. be in pressure if this starts, you know, continuing to go south. He's not going to have any choice if he wants to stay employed as a general manager. He's going to have to bring in a new coach and get an attitude change from the team. I say uh, right they now bring they in me, Bab- Babcock, yeah. yeah, and then Babcock, no, no. Fuck Babcock, me and you, Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I can lay the hammer yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You yeah. do the. You Spec can work on the power play. I'll, I'll, I'll the- just run. I'll run the door. I'll run the door. <laughs> no, no, you'll <laughs> fucking work in the power play, Tim. All okay. right. Yeah, I could do that. And, and, and nuts will say uh, our elite players aren't playing well, and then yeah. they'll go in the room and beat their asses. He'll I'll get on the it. iPads. You'll get on the iPads. And, yeah. Oh, I'll be smashing fucking <laughs> iPads over people's fucking heads. Let's go here. Get in the game. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the week. I can't wait uh, to see what happens. I'm really watching that Leaf thing, and, man, I'm happy for the Habs. I really am. I got to tell you. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just looking at – you know, these young guys, I really 
God, I like Suzuki. I really like Caulfield. Always smile on his face. He's, you know, he's so different right now than he was when Duchamp yeah. was here. It, you know, yeah. it looks like they're having fun. This looks like a credit to St. Louis that, you know what? Yeah. I guess sometimes you don't need the experience. You just need to draw on the experience you had as a player. And it resonates with this team. It resonates with the young guys. It's, and now that he's a little guy too. He's not some big fucking. Yeah. That's the other thing. He He's an underdog. Right, he was yeah. undrafted. He made it to the Hockey Hall of Fame. So I think guys like Suzuki and Caulfield it resonates with it, without question. It resonates because look at their production. But this is the guy, right guy at the right time. Do I think he's a championship coach? I have no idea. But for this team to help develop this young talent, give them confidence, he's certainly been the right guy. And I didn't think so. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, you need a, some experience. And he's proven every, all the data is wrong and good for Marty. But you know what? Knowing what he's done and the path in his professional career. Is it really that much of a shock that he's proven people wrong? Because he's done it all his life. Mm-mm. And then Gorton and Hughes, like, come on, Gorton. I, you know, I remember talking before going out to the draft, and he just said yeah. to me, "Knuckles, we got to get bigger. This team has to get mm-hmm. bigger." Yeah. And they have, huh? Doc, yeah. uh, Slavkovsky, Monahan, Monahan, and yeah. they even put Big Joe in the lineup. Yoel, yeah. Amia. <laughs> But and yeah. your boy, your boy, Wi-Fi too. He's Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi you. Yeah, you need you need some size. Not only just for the size factor, but especially on defense for the reach factor. Like yeah. you got a small defense in, in LA, and part of the, the challenge is they don't have these guys that with six three, six four. They got later stick out in the slot and block passes and stuff. So size it mm-hmm. still matters. Look, you got to skate because there's guys who were big that played ten years ago that can't play now. There's no way. There's no chance. But you de- need some dimension of size more defensively i think than anything else the toughest yeah sure we could always use another tough guy on the team but i think the size factor comes in with respect to the defensive play that you take up time and space from the other players good stuff listen dennis um thanks again for joining knuckles and tim here appreciate it and uh we'll do this again next week my friend always great being on the knuckles podcast guys talk to you next week